Blog Talk Radio. The Bible says my king is a seven-way king. He's a king of the Jews. That's a racial king. He's a king of Israel. That's a national king. He's a king of righteousness. He's the king of the ages. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of glory. He's the king of kings. And he's the Lord of lords. That's my king. Well, I wonder, do you know it? David said, the heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament showeth his handiwork. My king is a, is a sovereign king. No means of measure can define his limitless love. No far-seeing telescope can bring into visibility the coastline of his shoreless supply. No barrier can hinder him from pouring out his blessings. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's impurely powerful. He's impartially merciful. Do you know him? He's the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He stands in the solitude of himself. He's august and he's unique. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He is the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He is the supreme problem in high criticism. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He is the coronal necessity for spiritual religion. He's the miracle of the age. He is the superlative of everything good that you choose to call him. He's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient savior. I wonder if you know him today. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleanses the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the age. He rewards the diligent, and he beautifies the meager. I wonder if you know him. Well, this is my king. He's the key to knowledge. He's the wellspring of wisdom. He's the doorway of deliverance. He's the pathway of peace. He's the roadway of righteousness. He's the highway of holiness. He's the gateway of glory. Do you know him? Well, his office is manifold, his promise is sure, his life is matchless, his goodness is limitless, his mercy is everlasting, his love never changes, his word is enough, his grace is sufficient, his reign is righteous, and his yoke is easy, and his burden is lighter. I wish I could describe him to you. He's indescribable, he's incomprehensible, he's invincible, he's irresistible. Well, you can't get him out of your mind, you can't get him off of your head, you can't outlive him, 
and you can't live without him. Yeah! 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 That's my key! All right. Amen, 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 amen. I greet you in the master's name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, my Lord and Savior and my God, my Elohim, my rock, my salvation, my redeemer. I want to say Shabbat Shalom to everyone. If you are into your Sabbath, I wish you Shabbat Shalom. If you are entering into your Sabbath, I wish you uh, God's seed, Elohim's seed, and that you are preparing for uh, to observe and to eat from the word of Yah and to be observance of this Shabbat, which he has ordained that his people should keep perpetually throughout all time. So if you consider yourself his, uh, you should be preparing for your Sabbath. All right, I want to say Shabbat Shalom to all those out in Blog Talk Land and Child Talk Land uh, and out on the Internet in general uh, if you listen to this podcast. I've had a blessed week. The Most High has blessed me richly and has kept me. And so I want to thank him always for keeping me in health, for giving me a mind to serve him, for uh, giving me the spirit to be dutiful to him. You know, you never know who's listening to you. And so we have to be diligent. You know, if you help one person, then the angels in heaven praise. So all glory be to the Most High. Anyway, we have been dealing with, uh, started with the book of Exodus last week. And so we're going to be starting in Exodus chapter 5 this week. We are going through the Bible. We're reading through the end of the year. And then at the end of the year, we will start, uh, at the beginning of next year, we will start with the kingdom series. And we're going to focus in the kingdom uh, as a a matter of practical living and what thus saith the word of the Most High concerning his kingdom. Uh, Because churchianity and even the camps have, you know, to me, and everything that I've seen, they've turned this into a religion and not a way of life, uh, not uh, just not a way of life. And so we need to be about that. This is what Messiah came for. Nevertheless, get back on track. I digress. Uh, I'm going to pray us in, and then we're going to read from the book of Psalms, um, chapter uh, the book of Psalms, chapter 66, <coughs> excuse me, and then we'll go ahead and proceed with the, the reading in, uh, in the book of Exodus, starting in chapter 5. Second, now the ladies to cover their hands, the men to uncover their hands, let us turn toward the east, toward Jerusalem, holy hands raised to the Most High. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercy. We thank you for life and health is Christ today. We thank you for the opportunity to once again come together and to uh, break and to observe your Sabbath, a day of rest that you have ordained that your people should keep perpetually throughout all time. Father, we ask that you will forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. We ask that you lead us not into temptation, into temptation, but you deliver us from evil. We ask that you hold not the iniquities of our forefathers against us, for they are all gone by the way of the grave. And we are still yet here. We can keep your statutes, laws, and commandments in spirit and in truth. Father, you have said that your people is to have walked contrary to you and that you have walked contrary to us. That you have said that we have done wickedness. But if we would acknowledge our sins and the sins of our forefathers, 
And if we would repent and turn from our wicked ways, then would you hear our prayers and our supplications. And he has also said, if we would not complain. So, Father, we want to acknowledge that we, your people, have done wickedness and that we repent of our sins and we will turn away from it. We'll turn away from our wicked ways. And, Father, we won't complain about the punishment that you've put upon us. But our testimony to the world will be, this is what happened when you disobey the Most High Elohim. Father, we ask that you would now turn again your eyes and your ears to your people Israel and that you would hear our prayers and that you would deliver us out of this captivity that you have sent us into. Father, we pray for Israel that is asleep, that you might wake them and give them an answer to come and keep your statutes, laws, and commandments. We pray for Israel that is awake, that you might give them a meek and a humble spirit, a spirit of love, for you are love. Now, Father, as we go to work in the kingdom, we ask that you would smile upon this work, that you would give us favor in all that we do. In Yeshua, precious name I pray, amen and amen. All right, the book of Psalms, chapter 66, in its entirety. <clears throat> to the chief musician, a song or a song or a psalm, make a joyful noise unto Elohim, all ye lands. Sing forth the honor of his name and make his praise glorious. Say unto Elohim, how terrible art thou in thy work. Through the greatness of thy power shall thine enemies submit themselves unto thee. All the earth shall worship thee and shall sing unto thee. They shall sing to thy name, Selah. Come and see the works of Elohim. He is terrible in his doing toward the children of men. He turned the sea into dry land. They went through the flood on foot. There did we rejoice in him. He rules by his power forever. His eyes behold the nation. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. Say la. Oh, blessed of our, oh, blessed, oh, blessed our Elohim, you people, and make the voice of his praise to be heard, which holds our soul in light and suffers not our feet to be moved. For thou, O Elohim, hast proved us. Thou hast tried us as silver is tried. Thou broughtest us into the net. Thou laidest affliction upon our loins. Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through the fire and through water, but thou broughtest us out into a wealthy place. I will go into thy house with burnt offerings. I will pay thee my vows which my lips have uttered, and my mouth has spoken when I was in trouble. I will, offer unto thee burnt, I will offer unto thee burnt sacrifices of fatling, with the, with the incense of ram. I will offer bullocks with goats. They lie. Come and hear all you that fear Elohim, and I will declare, with the, what, and I will declare what he has done for my soul. I cried unto him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. If I regard iniquity in my heart, Yah will not hear me. But verily, Elohim has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be Elohim, which has not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. May the most I had a blessing to the reading, the hearing, the understanding, and the doing of his word. In Yeshua's precious name I pray. Amen. And amen and amen. All right, let's go ahead and proceed with the book of Exodus, starting in chapter 5. Now, we know that um, Jacob and his family uh, 
came into Egypt, the Most High had put Joseph there to provide a way for them. Generations or generations are dead now. And the children of Israel have called out to the Most High uh, because of the afflictions that the Egyptians or the Assyrians um, were causing them uh, to serve with rigor. That means to serve with a strong bondage under the, the lash, you know, uh, not going to work as a bond servant, getting paid for your services, but being made to uh, serve uh, as a as a slave. So the Most High has sent Moses to them uh, to bring them out. And now we're going to pick this up with Moses coming to Pharaoh. The book of Exodus chapter 5, starting in verse 1. And afterward Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith Yah, Elohim of Israel, let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is Yah? that I should obey his voice, to let Israel go. I know not Yah, neither will I let Israel go. And they said, the Elohim of the Hebrews has met with us. Let us go, we pray thee, three days journey into the desert, and sacrifice unto Yah, our Elohim. Least he fall upon us with the pestilence or with the sword. And the king of Egypt said unto them, Wherefore? Do ye, Moses and Aaron, let the people from their work get, uh, get you unto your burden? So Pharaoh said, hey, I don't know your, your Elohim, and you, you want to take the people from their work? You better get back to work. And Pharaoh said, behold, the people of the land now are many, and you make them rest from their burden. And Pharaoh commanded the same day that the taskmasters of the people and their officers saying, you shall no more give the people straw to make brick as here to, here as hereto before or as before. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. So <clears throat> if we remember back uh, in Exodus chapter 1, Pharaoh told the, the people, hey, uh, if, it, if the woman has a male child, so the uh, uh, the women that help the, the ladies to, to bring forth their children. Wow, can't think of the name of what they're called. Uh, anyway, told them, hey, if it's a male, kill them. If it's a boy, uh, uh, if it's a male, kill them. If it's a girl, keep them. Now, he also said that the children of Israel had become more than they were. Okay? And I explained at that time that, hey, the only reason that could be, only way that could be was that um, – the people who were in the land, ruling in the land now, even though they were calling themselves Egyptians, were really Assyrians, and they had taken the throne. And the scriptures bear that out, where it says the Egyptians, the, the Assyrian afflicted uh, Israel in Egypt. So here we hear him saying again that the children of Israel are, are many, and you make them to rest from their labor. So now I'm going to what? take the straw from them that they used to make brick. Now remember that when Joseph brought, brought uh, when Joseph brought Jacob and uh, the rest of the family into Egypt, he gave them the best of the best. And the Pharaoh at that time made him his royal herdsman. So they would not be brick makers come in and they have taken over uh, 
they conquered Egypt and kept the title of Pharaoh. Uh, now they don't they didn't know Joseph and they have made the people what? Builders of cities rather than herdsmen. And so he's making them serve a wig and now he's saying, Hey, uh, I need to keep them under thumb so they got time to rest. Then if they got time to rest, they got time to go get their own straw. So he tells his taskmasters, hey, you make them go get their straw. Verse 8, and the tail of the brick, or yeah, the tail of the brick, or the number of the brick, which they make here for, here to for, you shall lay upon them. You shall not diminish out the ought thereof, for they be idle. Therefore they cry, saying, let us go and sacrifice to our God. They say, hey, you ain't keeping them busy enough. They got time to complain. Let their, let their more work be laid upon the men, that they may labor therein, and let them not regard vain words. And the taskmasters of the people went out and their offers, and they spake to the people, saying, Thus says Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Go ye, get you your straw where you can find it. Yet not aught of your work shall be diminished. So you were supposed to be making 10 bricks a day or 25 bricks a day. Now you're going to have to make, still make that amount of bricks, but, but you're going to have to go find your own straw to make your own bricks. So the people were scattered abroad throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble instead of straw. So he's already, Pharaoh is sending them to, to gather straw, but, you know, to places where they've already, already harvested the straw, already harvested the wheat, so there's only stubble left. So let me reread 12. So the people were scattered abroad throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble instead of straw. And the taskmasters hasted them, saying, Fill your work, your daily task, as when there was straw. And the officers of the children of Israel, which Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them, were beaten and demanded, Wherefore have you not fulfilled your task uh, in making bricks both yesterday and today, heretofore, as before? Then the officers of the children of Israel came and cried unto Pharaoh, saying, Wherefore dealest thou with us with us uh, wherefore dealest thou thus with thy servants? There is no straw given unto thy servants, and they say to us, Make bricks, and behold, thy servants are beaten, but the fault is in thine own people. But he said, You are idle. You are idle. Therefore you say, Let us go and do sacrifice to Yah. Go therefore now and work. For there shall no straw be given you, you shall, yet you shall deliver the tally of bricks. And the officers of the children of Israel did see that they were in evil case. After it was said, you shall not diminish or diminish aught from your bricks of your daily task. And they met Moses and Aaron who stood in the way as they came forth from Pharaoh. And they said unto them, Yah, took, Yah looked upon you. And judge, because you have made our favor to be abhorred in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of his servants to put a sword to their hands to slay us. And Moses returned unto Yah and said, Yah, wherefore hast thou so easily entreated this people? Why is it that thou hast sent? So now the Mosai has already told Moses, I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart. So this should not be news to Moses. But it seems for whatever the reason, and we seem to do this, 
because we start trying to side with the people, and the people are crying. And the Most High has already said, I'm going to harden his heart, uh, Moses, so that he won't let the people go so that I can judge him. But Moses has already forgotten it. Verse 23, for since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, he has done evil to this people, neither hast thou delivered thy people at all. Now, I don't know how much time has passed by because Moses has gone in. He's had to prove to the elders that the most I have sent him. And he's going to Pharaoh, but now he's of a mind that, hey, you're not keeping your word. But again, I remind you, the Most High told them before he brought him into Egypt, I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart that he won't let the people go. And Moses seems to have forgotten it. Okay, give me a hot second to make sure that everything is still connected. So we need to be very mindful. You know, when the Most High tells us something, that we don't question it. Uh, It may not come when we think it's going to come, but it always comes if we're faithful. We can see here Moses, uh, he has quickly forgotten that the Most High said, I will harden Pharaoh's heart. And so um, in his mind, you are bringing, you send, I think what Moses has done is taking this thing personal. You sent me in here. Uh, to bring this people out, and you haven't delivered them at all. Seeing the Most High. Chapter 6. Then Yah said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh. For what with a strong hand shall he let them go, and with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his land? And Elohim spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am am Yah, and I appeared unto Abraham, and unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, by the name of Elohim Almighty. Now in the King James Version, he's going to use the name Jehovah, but there was no J. Say Jehovah or Yah. But by my name Yah was I not known to them. And I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of your pilgrimage, wherein they were strangers. And I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. Wherefore, say unto the children of Israel. Now, see, when we use this word Lord, we come up with, with this non-distinct God. But when we put his name in it, Wherefore, say unto the children of Israel, I am Yah, and I will give, and I will bring you out from under the, the burdens of the Egyptians. So he's telling Moses to tell the people my name. I am Yah, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgment, and I will take you to me for a people. Now, the Most High is making a promise here. So let's read this a little bit slower because we need to understand what we were promised from the beginning. Wherefore, say unto the children of Israel, verse 6 again, I am Yah, 
and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgment, and I will take you to me for a people, and I will be your Elohim, and you shall know that I am Yah, your Elohim, which bringeth you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. Now, it's important that explain this here in our reading. The word Lord, capital L-O-R-D, replaced the tetragrammaton of his name. And you will find the tetragrammaton of his name in here 6,702 times. I think he wanted us to know his name and didn't want us calling him something, a title, Lord. It's not a name. It's a title. The Lord means title. Nobody calls you by the Miles or the Michael or the Lucy or the Sharon. Those would be those would not be proper. So we know this is not his name. This is a title. But they replaced his name with a title. So we can put his name back there. And it makes us understand what he's saying to the people. So let me continue. And I will take you to me for a people and I will be with and I will be to you an Elohim and you shall be and you shall know that I am Yah, your Elohim, which bringeth you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will bring you into a land concerning that which I did swear to give to Abraham, and to Isaac, and to Jacob, and I will give it to you for an inheritance. I am Yah. Over and over and over again we're gonna hear this. I am Yah, I am Jehovah, I am Yahweh. Whatever name you are convinced to use, okay, the Lord is not a name. Okay. I am Yah, and Moses spake so unto the children of Israel, but they hearkened not, or they listened not unto Moses for anguish of spirit and for cruel bondage. And Yah spake unto Moses, saying, Go in, speak unto Pharaoh, king of Egypt, that he, and, and uh, that he let the children of Israel go out of his hand or out of his land. And Moses spake before Yah, saying, Behold, the children of Israel have not hearkened unto me. How then shall Pharaoh hear me? Who am I of uncircumcised lips? And Yah spake unto Moses and unto Aaron and gave them a charge unto the children of Israel and, and, and unto Pharaoh, king of Egypt to bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. Didn't I tell you to go talk to Pharaoh, you and Aaron both, and bring my, my people, my children, out of this land? So he charged Moses now. I, I was giving you a, an order, but you seem to be questioning what I'm telling you. <clears throat> These be the heads of their father's house, house, the son of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, Hanak and Pelu, Hezron, and Carmi. These be the families of Reuben, and the sons of Simeon, Yemiel, and Yamin, and Ohad, and Jake, and Yachin, and Zohar, and Shaul, the sons of the Canaanitish woman. These are the families of Simeon, and these are the names of the sons of Levi, according to their generation, Gershon, and Kohath, and Morari, and the years of the life of Levi were 130 and seven years. And the sons of Gershon, 
Libni and Shimeon. You know what? I need to write them down real quick. Go back and look at this. Exodus 16. 16. Something's there. The sons of Gershon, Libni, and uh, Shammai, according to their family. And the sons of Kohath, and Amram, and Izar, and Hebron, and Yazel. And the years of the life of Kohath were 130 and three years. And the sons of Merari, Mahal, and Mushi, families of the Levite, according to their generation. And Amram took him Jacobed, his father's wife. And she bare him Aaron and Moses, and the three, uh, and his father's sister's wife. So this was his aunt, really. And she bare him Aaron and Moses, and the years of his life of Amram were a hundred and thirty and seven years. And the sons of uh, Izar, Korah, and Nephag, and Zetri, and the sons of Uzel, or Aziel, Michelle, and Elzeth. Elzaphan and Zitri. And Aaron took him Elisheba, daughter of Aminadab, sister of Nashon, the wife. And she bare him Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. And the sons of Koran, Athir, and Elkan, and, and Abiasar. These are the families of the Korites. And Eleazar, Aaron's son, took him, one of the daughters of Petul, uh, or Patel, to wife, and she bare him Phineas. These are the heads of the fathers of the Levites, according to their families. These are, these are that, that Aaron and Moses, to whom Yah said, bring out the children of Israel from the land of Egypt, according to their army. These are they which spake to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring out the children of Israel from Egypt. These are that Moses and Aaron. And it came to pass on that day when Yah spake unto Moses in the land of Egypt, unto Moses, saying, I am, I am Yah. Speak thou unto Pharaoh, king of Egypt, all that I say unto thee. And Moses said before Yah, Behold, I am of uncircumcised, how shall Pharaoh hearken unto me? So we have at the top, Moses says this to the Mosai. And then the most I gave him a charge, hey, go do what I said do. And now we find out that uh, he's supposed to take these elders with him. And Yah said unto Moses, see, I have made thee an Elohim or a God to Pharaoh. And Aaron, thy brother, shall be thy prophet. Thou shalt speak all that I spake thee, that I command thee. And Aaron, thy brother, shall speak unto Pharaoh, that he send the children of Israel out of his way. So we have to understand this term God, okay? So I want to make a, I want to define this right now. What what a God is? A God can be anyone that is given power and authority over someone else. They would be a God to them. So the Most High says, "I'm making you a God to who? Pharaoh. I'm going to give you power and authority over Pharaoh." And your brother Aaron shall be your prophet. He's going to speak for you. Just like I'm your God and you, and you speak for me. So when we hear this term, these terms in the Bible, and we hear of the Most High Elohim, 
That would be the most high power in what? Authority. Nobody gives him power and authority, but all power and authority comes from him. So he's the most high. You can't appeal beyond him. There's nobody over his head. So that's what that term God means, power and authority. It says, I'm the most high. Power and authority there is in the universe. You can't sidetrack me. You can't get by me. You can't appeal above me. And I'm the one that dispenses power and authority to mankind and all other creatures in the earth, the angels and, and whomever. So you can't get above me. You can't appeal before me or over me. So he's telling Moses, I'm going to make you a God. Messiah said it, and, and even in the song, did he not say that ye are God? And the scripture cannot be broken. So how are we God? We are given power and authority and dominion over the earth. We are the gods of the earth. But we have a God, the most high, who gives power and authority to men and to angels. So I hope we can understand this term, God. And I will heart, and now let's listen to what he says. I'm going to read this over, and let's listen to what the Most High says concerning Pharaoh. Thou shalt speak all that I command thee, and Aaron thy brother shall speak unto Pharaoh, that he send the children of Israel out of his land, and I will harden Pharaoh's heart. Now he told Moses this before. He sent him into Egypt. I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart so that I can judge Egypt and multiply my signs and my wonders in the land of Egypt. But Pharaoh shall not hearken unto you. He's not going to listen to you, Moses, that I may lay my hand upon Egypt and bring forth my army and my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great judgment or great judgment. And the Egyptians shall know that I am Yah when I stretch forth my hand upon Egypt and bring out the children of Israel from among them. And Moses and Aaron did as Yah commanded, so did they. Now, let's talk about Egypt for a minute, for a hot second here. Egypt is all through this book. And you have to wonder, why does the Most High want to judge Egypt and not other countries? Well, he does judge other countries. And see, a lot of people, you know, I've heard this said before that, you know, Israel is the only nation that God has ever dealt with. This is not true. It's not true read out by the scriptures. It's a, it's a misunderstanding on our part. The Most High has dealt with many different nations. Why does he want to judge Egypt? Because he made Egypt great. And Egypt was first given the tenant, but they corrupted themselves. And we're going to see this through the scriptures as we read through the scriptures. They corrupted themselves and started making anything and everything a God, all the way up to Pharaoh. Pharaoh became who? The sun god. He was supposed to be a what? Reincarnation of the sun. And so the Most High said, hey, you have corrupted yourself. You've corrupted the teaching. Your priests uh, have become corrupted. And so now I'm taking, I put, I, I have already predetermined that I'm going to judge you. And so I brought a people that I selected sent them in the land to be protected in the country, in my own land. And now that they're big enough to be a nation, 
I caused you to put to to bring rigor on them so that they would want to leave. Now they're they're right for me to bring them out. But I'm going to judge you, Egypt, on my way out, and I'm going to have the children of Israel spoil you. All the riches that I gave you, they're going to take with them. They're not going to come out of here a poor nation. Okay. So I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart so that I can judge Egypt, so that I can lay my hand on Egypt. So we need to pay attention to this because the Most High says in the book of Romans, I will harden whom I will harden, and I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. It's all in his hands. If the Most High makes you a vessel of dishonor, you're going to be a vessel of dishonor. If he has already determined you're going to be a vessel of honor, you're going to be a vessel of honor. You gotta make sure of it, because his word, his, his word shall not return void. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart and multiply my signs and my wonders in the land of Egypt. This is to show Egypt who he is, and this is to show Israel who he is. But Pharaoh shall not hearken unto you, that I may lay my hand upon Egypt and bring forth mine armies and my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great judgment. And the Egyptians shall know that I am Yah when I stretch forth my hand upon Egypt and bring out the children of Israel from among them. And Moses and Aaron did as Yah commanded them, so did they. And Moses was fourscore years old. Now, Moses left Egypt when he was 40 years old, went to the land of Midian. Now, he's coming back into Egypt to deliver the children of Israel, and it's now 40 years later. So now he is 80 years old. And what what I want us to pay attention to in our reading, because something that I think a lot of us miss or it's not explained to us or not taught to us, the Most High moves quick when he was moving with Israel. They spent 40 years in the wilderness, but that was not his first uh, desire. He wanted to bring them into the promised land within the first two years for bringing them out of the land of Egypt. But because of their unbelief, they spent 40 years in the wilderness. So let's pay attention to these time frames because, as I said on a different day, you can be reading the scriptures and you can go from one paragraph to the next and one year may have passed or 40 years may have passed or 100 years may have passed. And if you don't look and you're not uh, discerning, you might think that these things happen one day right after the other. Okay. So let's be mindful of the time frame so we can see how the most high works, how he's been working with people. So the Egyptians shall know that I am Yah when I stretch forth my hand upon Egypt and bring the children of Israel out from among them. And Moses was four score years old, and Aaron four score and three, 83 years old when they spake to Pharaoh. And Yah spake unto Moses and saying, uh, and unto Aaron, saying, When Pharaoh shall speak unto you, saying, Show a miracle for you. Say unto Aaron, Take thy rod and cast it before, before Pharaoh, and it shall become a serpent. And Moses and Aaron went in unto Pharaoh and did so as Yah had commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and, the, and before the, his servant, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers, 
Now the magicians, now the magicians of Egypt, they also did in like manner with their enchantment. For they cast down every man his rod, and they became serpents. But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rod, and he and he hardened Pharaoh's heart that he hearkened not unto them. So this is all by design by the Most High. I'm going to show forth my power. Your man did exactly what my man did, but my my uh, man's uh, rod swallowed up your rod. So this is a, a show of power, and it also shows that the Egyptians have some knowledge. Okay. Let's see. We left off, and. And he hardened Pharaoh's heart that he hearkened not unto them, as Yah had said. And Yah said unto Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hard. He refuses to let the people go. Get thee unto Pharaoh in the morning. Now, he's telling Moses, I've hardened his heart, so he ain't going to let y'all go. This is my doing, though. And Yah said unto Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hardened. He refuses to let the people go. Get thee unto Pharaoh in the morning. Lo. He goeth out into the water, and thou shalt stand by the river brink against uh, against that he comes. And the rod which he which was turned to a serpent shall now take, it. and the rod which was which was turned to a serpent shall thou take in thine hand, and thou shalt say unto him, Yah Elohim of the Hebrews hath sent me unto thee, saying, Let my people go, that they may serve me in the wilderness. And behold, hitherto thou wouldest not hear. <clears throat> In this thou shalt know that I am Yah. Behold, I will smite with the rod that this that that is in mine hand upon the waters which are in the river, and they shall be turned to blood. And the fish that that is in the river shall die, and the river shall sink, and the Egyptians shall loathe to drink the water of the river. So now remember, what river do you think he's talking about here? This is the Nile River, another one of the Egyptian gods. They worship this river, the Nile River. It, you know, it brought them life. It flooded on time every year. They knew it like they knew the back of their hand. But they also worship it as a god. Take unto Moses, saying unto Aaron, Take thy rod and stretch forth, stretch, uh, stretch out thine hand upon the waters of Egypt upon their streams, upon their rivers, and upon their ponds, and upon all their pools of water, that they may become blood, and that and that they there may be blood throughout all the land of Egypt, but in the vessels of wood and in the vessels of stone, both in the vessels of wood and in the vessels of stone. And Moses and Aaron did so, as Yah commanded, and he lifted up the rod and smote the waters that were in the river, in the sight of Pharaoh, and in the sight of all his servants, and all the waters that were in the river turned to blood. And the fish that was in the river died, and the river stank, and the Egyptians could not drink the water of the river. And there was blood throughout all the land of Egypt. And the magicians of Egypt did so with their enhanced enchantment. And Pharaoh's heart was hardened. So the Egyptians turned around and did what? The same thing. See, they're... They think they have power, just like people today think that they have power because the government can do certain things. And what man has always attempted to do is to replace God. Oh, God, you can do it. We can do it too. You give cancer, you cure cancer, we can cure it too. 
This is their, their whole mentality of man. So we're going to see this with the Egyptians. So the Egyptians come, and they do the same thing with their enchantment. They turn the water into what? Blood. And the magicians of, evil, of Egypt did so with their enchantment. And Pharaoh's heart was hardened. You think, what, that was supposed to be something big? Look, my magicians can do the same thing. And the most High caused it to what? Harden Pharaoh's heart. Neither did he hearken unto them, as Yah had said. And Pharaoh turned and went into his house. And neither did he set his heart to this also. And all the Egyptians dig around about the river for water to drink. So they could not drink the water of the river. And seven days were fulfilled after Yah had smitten the river. And Yah spake unto Moses, Go unto Pharaoh and say unto him, Thus saith Yah, Let my people go, that they may serve me. And if thou refuse to let them go, behold, I will smite all the borders with frogs. And the river shall bring forth frogs abundantly, which shall go up. And come into the house and into the bedchamber upon thy bed and into the house of the service and upon thy people and into thine ovens and into thy kneading trough. And the frog shall come up both upon thee and upon thy people and upon all thy servants. And Yah spake unto Moses, saying, Aaron, stretch forth thine hand with the rod over the streams, over the rivers, and over the ponds, and cause the frogs to come up upon the land, and Aaron stretched forth his hand over the water and over the pond, which caused the frogs to come up upon the land of Egypt. And uh, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. And the magicians did so with their enchantment and brought up frogs upon the land of Egypt. So they go and blow, blow for blow, right, toe to toe. God tells Aaron and Moses to do something. The magicians come from Egypt, and they do the same thing. Then Pharaoh called for Moses in there and said, Entreat Yah that he may take away the frogs from me and from my people, and I will let the people go, that they may do that they may do sacrifice unto Yah. And Moses said unto Pharaoh, Glory over me, when I shall entreat for thee, and for the servants, and for my for and for thy people to destroy the frogs from from thee and thy houses, that they may remain in the river only. That he's asking a question. And he said, tomorrow, and he said, be it according to thy word. So Moses asked, when do you want me to ask the Most High to do this? And Pharaoh says, tomorrow. And Moses said, uh, be it, uh, and, and he said, tomorrow, and he said, be it according to thy word, that thou mayest know that there is none like unto Yah, our Elohim. And the frogs shall depart from thee and from thy houses and from thy servants and from thy people. They shall remain in the river only. And Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh, and Moses cried unto Yah because of the frogs which he had brought against Pharaoh. And Yah did according to the word of Moses, and the frogs died out of the houses and out of the villages and out of the fields. And they gathered them together upon heat, and the land sank. But when Pharaoh saw that there was respite, he got an ease out of this, he hardened his heart, hardened his heart and hearkened not unto them, as Yah had said. Remember, the Mosai said, I'm going to cause him to harden his heart so that I can judge Egypt. And Yah said unto Moses, Say unto Aaron, Stretch out thy rod and smite the dust of the land that it may become like 
throughout all the land of Egypt. And they did so. For Aaron stretched out his hand with his rod and smote the dust of the earth, and it became life in men and in beasts. And all the dust of the land became life throughout all the land of Egypt. And the magicians did so with their enchantments to bring forth life, but they could not. So there was life upon man and upon beast. Then the magician said to unto Pharaoh, This is the finger of Yah, or of Elohim. And Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he hearkened not unto them, as Yah had said. So now the magicians are come to him and say, hey, This is beyond us. This is the finger of God, of Elohim. And Yah said unto Moses, Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh. Lo, he cometh forth to the water. And say unto him, Thus saith Yah, let my people go, that they may serve me. Else if thou wilt not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies upon thee, and upon thy servants, and upon thy people, and into the house, into thy houses, and the houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies, and also the ground whereupon they are. And I will, ser- and I will serve in that day the land of Goshen, in which my people dwell. And that no swarm of flies should be there. To the end, thou mayest know that I am Yah in the midst of the earth, smiting the whole land, nice and hey. So that you know that this is not uh, a fluke, all of Egypt shall be swarming with flies, but not the land of Goshen where the children of Israel live. Remember Joseph and the Pharaoh with him gave Israel the land of Goshen? So now the most high is saying, hey, everywhere in, in Egypt is going to be filled with flies but Goshen. And I will put a division between my people and thy people. Tomorrow shall this sign be. And Yah did so, and there came a grievous form of flies into the house of Pharaoh and into the servant's house and into all the land of Egypt. The land was corrupted by reason of the swarm of flies. And Pharaoh called for Moses and for Aaron and said, go ye, sacrifice to your Elohim in the land. And Moses said, it is, not meant to, so it is not meant so to do, but we shall sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians to Yah. What does he mean? What do they sacrifice? The Egyptians worship also uh, cattle, bulls, okay? So he says, we will, uh, we will sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians to Yah, our Elohim. So shall we sacrifice the abomination? So shall so, so lo shall we sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians before their eyes, and will not and will they not stone us? So you worship these cattle, these bulls, but this is what we're going to sacrifice, and this is an abomination because the true and living God uh, is not a cow, he's not a, a bull to him, but you're worshiping these things. So if we sacrifice your God to you. Will you sacrifice your God before your eyes? Will you not stone us? Verse 27, we will go three days' journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to Yah our Elohim as he shall command us. And Pharaoh said, I will let you go that you may sacrifice to Yah your Elohim in the wilderness. Only you shall not go very far away and treat for me. And Moses said, Behold, from thee, and I will entreat Yah that the swarm of flies may depart from Pharaoh. 
from his servants and from his people tomorrow, but let not Pharaoh deal deceitfully anymore and not letting the people go to sacrifice to Yah. And Moses went out from Pharaoh and entreated Yah. And Yah did according to the word of Moses, and he removed the swarm of flies from Pharaoh and his servants and from his people. There remained not one. And Pharaoh hardened his heart at this time also, neither would he let the people go. Now, you might think Pharaoh has a choice in this, but the Most High has already said, I'm going to harden his heart. I'm going to make him act this way. Okay? Said unto Moses, go in unto Pharaoh and tell him, thus says Yah Elohim of the Hebrews, let my people go that they may serve me. For if thou refuse to let them go and will hold them still, behold, the hand of Yah is upon thy cattle which is in the field, and upon the horses, and upon the asses, upon the camels, upon the oxen, upon the sheep, there shall be a grievous moraine. Okay, this moraine is like a disease. And Yah shall shall uh, sever between the cattle of Israel and the cattle of Egypt, and there shall nothing die of all that is of the children of Israel. And Yah appointed a set time, saying, Tomorrow... Yah, tomorrow Yah shall do this thing in the land. And Yah did that thing on the morrow, and all the cattle of Egypt died. But of the cattle of the children of Israel died not one. And Pharaoh sent, and behold, there was not one of the cattle of the Israelites dead. And the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, and he did not let the people go. And Yah said unto Moses and unto, and unto Aaron, Take to you handfuls of ashes of the furnace, and let Moses sprinkle it, Toward the heaven of the uh, toward heaven in the sight of Pharaoh, and it shall become down small dust in the land of Egypt, and shall be a boil breaking forth with blains upon man and upon beast throughout all the land of Egypt. And they took ashes of the furnace and stood before Pharaoh, and Moses sprinkled it up toward heaven, and it became a boil breaking forth with blains upon the man and upon beast. So these are boils with breaking forth with sores and pus and that kind of stuff. And the musicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils, for the boils was upon the musicians and upon all the Egyptians. And Yah hardened the heart of Pharaoh. Now, you know, you feel a boil, if you would have thought Pharaoh would have said, no, let the people go, because most times, uh-uh, I'm hardening his heart. And Yah hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he hearkened not unto them, and Yah had, as Yah had spoken unto Moses. And Yah said unto Moses, Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh and say unto him, Thus says Yah Elohim of the Hebrews, Let my people go, that they may serve me. For I will at this time send all my plagues upon thine heart and upon thy servants and upon thy people, that thou mayest know that there is none like me in all the earth. For now I will stretch out my hand that I may smite thee and thy people with pestilence, that thou shalt be cut off from the earth. And in every deed for this cause that I have raised thee up, for to show in thee my power, that my name may be declared throughout all the earth. So remember he told Moses this, I'm going to get me glory off of Pharaoh. As, as yet exaltest thou thyself against my people, that they will not that uh, that thou will not let them go. Behold, tomorrow about this time I will cause it to rain a very grievous hail. 
such as has not been seen in Egypt since the foundation thereof, even until now. So it has never been seen. Send therefore now and gather thy cattle and all that thou hast in the field, for upon every man and beast which has been which shall be found in the field and shall not be brought home, the hell shall come down upon them and they shall die. So you better go get your people and your livestock and everything and bring it inside. And he that feared the word of Yah among the servants of Pharaoh made his servants and his cattle to flee into the house. And he that regarded not the word of Yah left his servants and his cattle in the field. And Yah said unto Moses, Stretch forth thine hand toward heaven, that there, that there may be hell in all the land of Egypt, upon man and upon beast and upon every herb of the field throughout all the land throughout the land of Egypt. And Moses, Moses stretched forth his rod toward the heaven or toward heaven, and Yah sent thunder and hail, and fire rained down, rained along upon the ground, and Yah rained hail upon the land of Egypt, so that there was hail and fire mingled with the hail, very grievous, such as there was none like it in all the land of Egypt since it became a nation. And the hail smote throughout all the land of Egypt, all that was in the field, both man and beast. And the hell smote every herb of the field and break every tree of the field. Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, there was no hell. And Pharaoh sent and called for Moses and Aaron and said unto them, I have sinned this time. Yah is righteous, and I and my people are wicked. Entreat Yah, for it is enough that there be no more mighty thunderings in hell. And I will let you go, and you shall stay no longer. And Moses said unto him, As soon as I am gone out of the city, I will spread about my hand unto Yah, and the thunder shall cease, and neither shall there be any more hell. Thou mayest know how, the, how that the earth is Yah. But as for thee and thy servants, I know that you will not yet fear Yah Elohim. And the flax and the body were smitten. For the barley was in the barley was in ear, and the flax was oil or bold. So <clears throat> people use this time to also uh, determine because it says uh, the flax and the barley were were smitten. That the barley was in the field. That barley uh, becomes ripe right around the beginning of spring. People know that that is going to be about the time of the Passover. And for many, many years, it was determined that that's when Passover started, when the barley was ripe. But the wheat and the, and the rye were not, uh, were not smitten for that, uh, for that they were not grown up. And Moses went out of the city from Pharaoh and spread abroad his hand from the, unto Yah. And the thunders and the hell ceased, and the rain was not poured. Upon the earth, and when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunders were ceased, he sinned yet more, and hardened his heart, he and his servants. And the heart of Pharaoh was hard, and neither would he let the children of Israel go, as Yah had spoken by Moses. The Most High is letting Pharaoh heap what coals of fire on his head. I'm going to judge this place. I'm going to cause him to harden his heart. He don't really have a choice in this matter, uh, but. Um, I'm doing this because I've already predetermined that Egypt is what wicked. And Yah said unto Moses, Go into the unto Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart, 
in the heart of his servants, that I might show thee my signs before him, and that thou mayest tell in the ears of thy son and thy son's son what things I have done in Egypt, and my signs which I have done among them, that they may know how that I am Yah. And Moses and Aaron came in unto Pharaoh. So these things are done so that what? The children of Israel can tell their children, and their children so I what delivered them out of Egypt, how he hardened Pharaoh's heart. So you ain't don't think you want in control. And Moses and Aaron came unto Pharaoh and said unto him, Thus saith Yah Elohim of the Hebrews, How long wilt thou refuse to humble thyself before me? Let my people go, that they may serve me. Else if thou refuse to let my people go, behold, tomorrow will I bring the locusts into, the, into thy coast. And they shall cover the face of the earth, that one cannot be able to see the earth. And they shall eat the residue of that which is escaped, which remaineth unto you from the hail. They shall eat every tree which goeth for you out of the field. And they shall uh, fill your houses and the houses of all your servants and the houses of all the Egyptians, which neither thy fathers nor thy fathers' fathers have seen since the day that they were upon the earth until this day. And he turned himself and went out from Pharaoh. And Pharaoh's servants said unto him, How long shall this man be a snare unto us? Let the men go, that they may serve Yah, their Elohim. Knowest thou not that Egypt is destroyed? And Moses and Aaron went and brought again unto Pharaoh. And Moses and Aaron were brought again unto Pharaoh, and he said unto them, Serve Yah, your Elohim. But who are they that shall go? And Moses said, We will go with our young and with our old, and with our sons and with our daughters, and with our flocks and with our herds. We will go, for we must hold a feast unto Yah. And he said unto them, Let Yah be so with you, as I will let you go, and your little ones look to it, for evil is before you. Not so. Go now, you that are men, and serve Yah, for that you did for that you did desire. And they were driven out from Pharaoh's presence. So he said, I'm not letting everybody go. Let you take the men with you. And Yah said unto Moses, Stretch out thy hand over the land of Egypt for the locusts. They may come upon all the land of Egypt and eat every herb of the land, even all that the hell has left. And Moses stretched forth his rod over the land of Egypt, and, the, and Yah brought, from the, brought an east wind upon the land all that day and all that night. And when it was morning, the east wind brought locusts. And the locusts went up over the land of Egypt and rested in all the coasts of Egypt. Very grievous were they. Before them there was no such locusts as they, neither after them shall, shall be such. For this was a great plague uh, of locusts. You know, we've seen great swarms of locusts that they blot out the sun. So this had to be worse than that. So they covered the face of the whole earth so that the land was darkened, and they did eat every herb of the land and all the fruits of the trees which the hell had left. And there remained not any green thing in the trees and in the herbs of the fields throughout all the land of Egypt. 
Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron in haste and said, I have sinned against Yah, your Elohim, and against you. Now, therefore, forgive, I pray thee, my sin only this once, and entreat Yah, your Elohim, that he may take away from me death only. And he went out from Pharaoh and entreated Yah. And Yah turned a mighty strong west wind, which took away the locusts and cast them into the Red Sea. There remained not one locust in all the coast of Egypt. For Yah hardened Pharaoh's heart so that he would not let the children of Israel go. And Yah said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness which may be felt. And Moses stretched forth his hand toward heaven, and there was a thick darkness in the land of Egypt, three days. The sun didn't shine. It didn't get light for how many days? Three days. They saw not one another, neither rose. From his, neither any rose from his place for three days, and all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. So imagine that. Now imagine these plagues that he's doing. It's not affecting the children of Israel. Could you imagine where you're at now? That it turned pitch black dark, and not no light. Period. Shine. You try to turn on one of your electronics. No light coming from that. And if it was light coming from it, it was so dark that that light couldn't penetrate it. But then the children of Israel, they all have light. So there's no light where you're at in none of your people's buildings for three days. No light at all. And Pharaoh called unto Moses and said, Go ye. Serve Yah, only let your flocks and your herds be saved. Let your little ones also go with you. And Moses said, Thou must also, they must also sacrifice burnt offerings, and we may sacrifice unto Yah, our Elohim. And our cattle also shall go with us. There shall not any hoof be left behind. For thereof must we take to serve Yah, our Elohim. So we know. And we know not what we must have, must serve Yah until we come there. But Yah hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not let them go. And Pharaoh said unto him, Get thee from me. Take heed to thyself. See my face no more. But in the day that thou seest my face, thou shalt die. And Moses says, Thou hast spoken well. I will see thy face again no more. Verse 11, chapter 11, I mean. And Yah said unto Moses, Yet will I bring one plague more upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt. Afterwards he will let you go hence, and when he shall let you go, he shall surely thrust you out here all together. So he's going to run your butt out of here after this. Speak now in the ears of the people, and let every man follow his neighbor and every woman her neighbor. Jewels of silver and jewels of gold. Get their riches. And Yah gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants, in the sight of the people. And Moses said, Thus says Yah, about midnight I will go out into the midst of Egypt, and all the born of the land of Egypt shall die, from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sitteth upon his throne 
even unto the firstborn of the maid servant that is behind that is behind the meal, and all the firstborn of beasts. So every the firstborn of everything, because the firstborn of everything is supposed to be dedicated to Yah. And there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there was none like it before, nor shall be like it any more. So the Most High said, I'm going to kill all the firstborn of humans and beasts. But against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog move, tongue against man or beast, that, that you may know how that Yah does put a difference between Egyptians and Israel. And all thy servants shall come down unto me and bow themselves unto me, saying, Get thee out all the people that follow thee, and after that I will go out. And he went out from Pharaoh in a great anger. And Yah said unto Moses, Pharaoh shall not hearken unto you, for my wonders may be that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. And Moses and Aaron did all these wonders before Pharaoh, and Yah hardened Pharaoh's heart so that he would not let the children of Israel go out of the land. Spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. So this is where the first month of the year comes for Hebrews. That's why they look toward the barley harvest. Speak you unto the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of the month they shall take to them every man a lamb. So this is the tenth day. This is the first day of the month. So this is the first day of the month. And he said, on the tenth day of the month, every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of their souls. Of the souls, every man according to his eating shall make make your account for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it out from the sheep or from the goat, and he shall keep and he shall, and you will keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. So this was an ordinance for them to do every year after he brought them out. But he said, hey, on the tenth day, so you know they're going to do this. They're going to take the lamb on the tenth day. It's the first day of the month right now, and then they're going to also win on the 14th day in the evening. And you shall take of the blood and strike it upon the two side posts and on the upper door post of the house, wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat it not in uh, eat it not of raw nor of sodden, so don't eat it raw, and don't eat it what boil with water, but roast it with fire, his head with his legs and with the pertinent thereof. Now this word pertinent, who does that mean? In the Hebrew, this word is kareth. Tabreth, properly the nearest part, the center, whether literally, figuratively, or adverbally, especially with preposition among, before the vowels, 
before bowed unto charge, eat up heart, him inward, heart thoughtness, out of pertinent, or therein, or through, within. So just a pertinent thereof, the near part to it. So they got a real skin, legs, and all. He did not raw, nor sodden at all with water, but roasted with fires, his head and his legs, with the pertinence thereof. And you shall eat nothing of it, and you shall let nothing of it remain until the morning. And that which remains of it until the morning you shall burn with fire. So this is like a sacrifice. And thus shall you eat it, with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand. You shall eat it in the in haste. It is Yah's Passover. <clears throat> so now we know where the Passover came from. We know what it means. I'm going to pass over Israel. But you're going to celebrate this yearly after I bring you out. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and I will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, against all the God against all the gods of Egypt. I will execute judgment. I am Yah. Remember, I told you these slaves came because of what the gods of Egypt. Everything that he brought, the Egyptians worshipped. He's showing them that hey, I'm the one that controls these things. And the blood shall be, and the blood shall be, shall be to you for a token. Upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. So they say, put this blood on your doorpost, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon your houses. Okay, uh, verse 14. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial, and you shall keep it a feast to Yahweh. Your generation, you shall keep it a feast by ordinance forever. He didn't say when you are in your land of captivity, you stop this. He said you shall keep it a feast forever. Seven days shall you eat unleavened bread. Even the first day you shall eat, shall put away leaven out of your house. For whosoever eats leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that soul shall be cut off from Israel. And in the first day there shall be only there shall be a holy convocation. And the seventh day there shall be a holy convocation to you. No manner of work shall be done in them, save that which every man must eat. That only may be done unto you, done of you. So in the first day there shall be a holy convocation, that's unto Yah, and in the seventh day there shall be a holy convocation to you. No manner of work shall be done in them, save that which every man must eat. That, that only may be done of you. And you shall observe the feast of unleavened bread, for in this selfsame day have I brought you brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore shall you observe this day in your generations for an ordinance forever. And in the first day of the month, at even or evening, you shall eat unleavened bread until one and the twenty-first day of the month at evening. Seven days. There shall be no leavened bread in your house. For for whosoever eateth that which is uh is leavened, even that soul shall be cut off from 
the congregation of Israel, whether he be stranger or born of the land. You shall eat nothing leavened, and all your habitations shall you eat unleavened bread. Then Moses called for the elders of Israel and said unto them, Draw out and take your lamb according to your families, and kill the Passover. And you shall take a, a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood in that basin, and strike the lintel and the two side posts of blood that is in the basin. None of you shall go out of the door of the house until the morning. For Yah will pass through for Yah will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and the two side posts, Yah will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto you, your houses, to smite you. And you shall observe the thing for an ordinance to thee and thy sons forever. And it shall come to pass when you come to the land which Yah shall give you according as he has promised that you shall keep this service. It shall come to pass when your children shall say unto you, What mean you by this service? Why do you do this? Then you shall say, It is the sacrifice of Yah's Passover over the house of the children of Israel in Egypt. When he smote the Egyptians and delivered you and delivered our houses, and the people bowed their heads and worshipped, and the children of Israel went away, and did as Yah had commanded Moses and Aaron, so did they. And it came to pass, at midnight that Yah smote all the firstborn of the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sat on the that sat on the throne, and to the firstborn of the captive that was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of cattle. So if they were uh, Israel and they were could not get to their house because they were uh, in captivity as far as a prisoner in a dungeon, and they were the firstborn, they died too. And Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and all his servants, and all the Egyptians that were of a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not one dead. And he called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise up and get you forth from among my people, both you and the children of Israel, and go and serve Yah as you have said. Also take your flocks and your herds as you have said, and be gone, and bless me also. And the Egyptians were urgent upon the people that they might send them out of the land in hate. For they said, we we uh, be all dead men. And the people laid their dough before, and the people took their dough before it was leavened, before it had rised. And their kneading trials being bound in their clothes upon their shoulders. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. And they brought of the Egyptians jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment. And Yah gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they lent them such things as they required, and they and they spoiled the Egyptians. And the children of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Succoot, about 600,000 on foot that were men besides children. So we don't know how many women. We don't know how many children, but 600,000 men. We know that there was at least, at least, uh, you have to say probably, 1.8 to 6 million people here. Depends on how you do the math. If you say every man had one wife and one child, that would be 1.8 million. So, you know, it, it's very easy to be up to 6, 7 million easy. 
and the children of Israel journeyed into Ramses, uh, from Ramses to Sukkot, about 600,000 men on foot that were men besides children. And a mixed multitude went up also with them, and flocks and herds and every and even very much cattle. And they baked unleavened cakes of the dough which they brought forth out of the out of Egypt. For it was not leavened because they were thrust out of Egypt. Neither had they prepared for themselves any victuals or any food. Now the sojourning of the children of Israel who dwelt in Egypt was 430 years. And it came to pass at the end of the 430th year, at the end of it, even the selfsame day as the end of the 430 years, came to pass that all the hosts of Yah went out from the land of Egypt. And it, and, and it is a night to be much observed unto Yah for bringing them out from the land of Egypt. That is, to, that, is that night of Yah to be observed by, of all the children of Israel in their generation. So if you know that you're a child of the house of Israel, you should be observing them at Passover. Said unto Moses and Aaron, this is the ordinance of the Passover. There shall, there shall no stranger eat thereof. But every man's servant that is brought with money, when thou hast circumcised him, then shall he eat thereof. So remember, if we go back to if we go back to Abraham, when the Most High gave Abraham this uh, covenant of circumcision, all the males that were were born in his family had to be what circumcised, and then every male that he bought as a servant had to be circumcised. So now, the Most High is still keeping that in place and saying, hey, all the strangers that are among you, every man's servant that is brought for money, when thou hast circumcised him, then shall he eat thereof. So he said, first, no stranger can eat thereof, but every man's servant that is brought with money, not a, a hired hand. To see a hired hand, you didn't pay him, he could leave. He wasn't a slave. But a servant that you bought for money means that you own this person. They had to be circumcised. And when thou hast circumcised him, then shall he eat thereof. A foreigner and a hired servant shall not eat thereof. So there's a difference. This is where the circumcision comes in, and we see this in the book of Acts chapter 15, uh, when the Pharisees are saying, hey, these people must be circumcised and observe the law of Moses. This is what they're talking about right here. But the Most High said that's not so for salvation. They don't have to do it. They don't have to be circumcised. They're foreigners. They're not, you didn't buy any people with money in the New Testament. They're, so you're going to treat them like foreigners or you're going to treat them like hired servants. They don't need this for salvation. And they don't need to come and eat the Passover. But if they want to, if they want to observe Passover, again, if they want to, and we're going to read this later, if they want to, then they have to be circumcised. A foreigner and a hired servant shall not eat thereof. In one house shall it be eaten. Thou shalt not carry it out or forth Ought of the flesh abroad out of the house, neither shall you break a bone thereof. And when a stranger shall and when a stranger shall sojourn with you and will keep the Passover to Yah, 
let all his males be circumcised, and let him come near and keep it. And he shall be as one that is born in the land, for no uncircumcised person shall eat thereof. So when the stranger wants to keep it, you didn't buy this person with money. They want to keep it. Then all of their males have to be what? Circumcised. And they have to agree to keep the law. One law shall be to him that is homeborn and unto the stranger that sojourneth among you. Then did all the children of Israel as Yah commanded Moses and Aaron, so did they. And it came to pass that selfsame day that Yah did bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt by their army. Now, before we move on to the next chapter, for all the Hebrew brothers out there and sisters who don't believe that the Gentiles or the strangers can get in, from the very beginning, it was not so. They could become part of Israel. And they, could become, and they could come and take part of the Passover. And we're going to read here shortly, uh, maybe not this week, but maybe next week, that they could make sacrifices unto Yah. They were as one in the land. They just couldn't come and be the priesthood. But our people are so busy trying to keep everybody out but us that better be very afraid that we don't get in. So here is proof from the Torah. It was always meant that the stranger could come close, meaning that they could come and they could be as one born in the land. Let me read that again. All the congregation of Israel shall keep it. It says 1247, 1248. And when a stranger shall sojourn with thee and will keep the Passover, to Yah, let all his males be circumcised, and let him come, come near and keep it. And he shall be as one that is born in the land. He's a citizen of Israel now. For no uncircumcised person shall, keep, shall eat thereof. He's brought himself into citizenship. One law. Citizens obey the law of the land, right? One law shall be to him that is homeborn, and unto the stranger that sojourneth among them. You're not going to separate them from you. They're going to keep the same law as you do. If they come and keep the Passover, then they're going to have to be keeping the laws of the Most High. But we want to keep them away from it, Israel only. So as we go through this, we'll see that this was never so. It was never meant to be so. We can't be the, the priest. to the Gentiles and to ourselves if we're preaching falsehood. If we're trying to keep people out because, oh, look at what they've done to us. We don't want them to be part of our land. They didn't do this to us. We did it to ourselves. Our forefathers did by being disobedient. So don't let us, con don't let us continue to be disobedient by trying to keep them out when the most I never intended for them to be out. If they want to come close, let them come close. We can't be like them. They've always wanted to exclude us. But the most I saying we can't be that way. 
So let's get this right. Exodus chapter 13. And Yah spake unto Moses, saying, Sanctify unto all, sanctify unto me all the firstborn, whatsoever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and of beast, it is mine. The firstborn belong to who? Him. And Moses said unto the people, Remember this day in, in which you came out of, the, out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. This is what Egypt means, house of bondage. So anytime we go into bondage, we can consider it to be Egypt or it could be what? Uh, well, so we go into bondage almost everywhere. But Egypt actually means house of bondage. For, the, for by the strength of the hand of Yah brought you out from this place, there shall no leavened bread be eaten. This day came you out in the month of Abib. This is the first month. Usually, April, May time frame, or March, April time frame. And it shall be when Yah shall bring these into the land of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, which ye swear unto thy fathers to give thee a land flowing with milk and honey, that thou shalt keep this service in them in this month. Now. Understand that the Most High doesn't intend for them to be in the wilderness forty years. Then we go through. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pick up on those key words that show that hey, them into the promised land right away within the first year. Well, within the first or second, I believe it's the first year though. And because of their unbelief, they didn't make it. We so saying, hey, when he brings you into the land, he's not talking about forty years later. He's wanting them to do this right away. But we'll have to see this. So he said, remember, to, Moses said unto the people, uh, verse 7, seven days thou shalt eat unleavened bread, and in the seventh day shall be a feast to, to Yah. Unleavened bread shall be eaten seven days, and there shall no leavened bread be seen with thee, neither shall there be leaven seen with thee in all thy quarters or your house, and thou shalt show thy sons in that day, saying, This is done because of that which Yah did unto them, unto me, when I came forth out of Egypt. And it shall be for a sign unto thee upon thy hand, and for a memorial between thine eyes, that Yah's law may be in thy mouth. For with a strong hand has Yah brought thee out of Egypt. Thou shalt therefore keep this ordinance in his season from year to year. And it shall be when Yah shall bring thee into the land of the Canaanites. I swear unto thee, and to thy fathers shall give it thee. Thou shalt set apart, uh, thou shalt set apart unto Yah all, the, all that opens the matrix, that opens the womb, and every firstling that cometh of a, of a beast which thou hast, the male shall be Yah. And every firstling of an ass thou shalt redeem with a lamb. And if thou shalt not redeem it, then thou shalt break his neck. And all the firstborn of man among the children shall be shall thou redeem. And it shall be when the son asketh thee in time to come, saying, What is this? Thou shalt say unto him, By strength of hand, 
Yah brought us out from Egypt from the house of bondage. And it came to pass when Pharaoh would, would hardly let us go, that Yah slew all the firstborn of the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beast. Therefore I sacrifice to Yah all that opens the matrix, being male, but all but all the firstborn of my children I redeem. So Mosiah said, hey, firstborn belong to me. And it shall be for a token upon thine hand and for a frontlet between thine eyes. For my strength of my hand, Yah brought us for by strength of hand, Yah brought us forth out of Egypt. And it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go, that Elohim led them not through the way of the land of Philistine, although that was near. For Elohim said, Least least preadventure the people repent when they see war. And they return to Egypt. So these people, the Philistines, are a warring people. And the people see war, uh, they got to go fight. And if they be afraid, they might run back to where? Why just brought them out of? Of his men. But Elohim led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had uh, for he had straightly sworn the children of Israel of the children of Israel, saying, Elohim will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones away from him with you. And they took their journey from Succoth and encamped in Etham, in the edge of the wilderness. And Yah went before them by the day in a pillar of cloud until it led them. Uh, and led the way, and by night a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. And he took not away the pillar of cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Exodus chapter 14. And Yah spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel that they and that they turn and encamp before Philharah. Uh, between Migdal and the sea, over against Baal Zephyr, before it shall be encamped by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land. The wilderness has shut them in, and I will harden Pharaoh's heart, that he shall follow after them, and I will be honored, and I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts, that the Egyptians may know that I am Yah. And they did so. And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled, and the heart of Pharaoh and all his servants was turned against the people. And they said, Why have we why have we done this? That we have let Israel go from serving us. He let them go from serving us. And he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. And he took six hundred chosen chariots. And all the chariots of the captains over one of them. And Yah hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with a high horse. But the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them and camped by the sea beside Philharad before Baal Zephyr. And 
And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. And they were sore afraid, and the children of Israel cried unto Yah. And they said unto Moses, Because there were, there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Already complained. Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians, that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, Fear you not, stand still, and see the salvation of Yah, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see them again no more forever. And Yah shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. And Yah said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel, that they go forward. But lift up thy rod, and stretch out thine hand over the sea, and the, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And behold, I will harden the heart of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them, and I will get me honor upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts, with his chariot and upon his horses. And the Egyptians shall know that I am Yah. Even I have gotten the honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariot, and upon his horses. And the angel of Yah, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went forth from up before their face and stood behind them. And it, and it and it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel, and it was a cloud and darkness to them. But it gave light by night to the to these, so that the no, so that one came not near uh, uh, the other all night. And Moses stretched out his hand. So let me reread that again because that's uh, a miracle there. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of the of Israel, and it was a cloud and darkness to them, the Egyptians. But it gave light uh, by night to these, the Hebrews, that one came not near the other all night. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and, uh, and Yah caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea, Upon dry ground, and the waters and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them to the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horsemen, his chariots and his horses, uh, horses, his chariots and his horses. And it came to pass that in the morning, watch that Yah took unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and the cloud and troubled the host of the Egyptians. and took off their chariot wheels, that they drove them heavily, so that the Egyptians said, Let us flee from the face of Israel, for Yah fighteth for them against the Egyptians. And Yah said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand over the sea, that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots, on their horses. So he caused the wheels to come off the chariot. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned, to his strength when the morning appeared, and the Egyptians fled against it, and Yah overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. 
and the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horses and the host of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them, killed them all. But the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them. On their right hand and on their left, thus shall save Israel that they out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw the great work which I did upon the Egyptians. And the people feared Yah and believed Yah and his servant Moses. So the Most High has done a work. And reading this, uh, Moses causes water to come back on the Egyptians while Israel was still in the sea. But the waters didn't come in on Israel. They stayed as a wall on both sides. But it covered up the Egyptians. Can our Elohim do? He controls the elements. Everything about this planet and about the universe he controls. And we want to question him? Exodus chapter 15, verse 1. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto Yah, and spake, saying, I will sing unto Yah, for he has triumphed, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider has he thrown into the sea. Yah is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. He is my Elohim, and I will prepare him an habitation. My father's Elohim, and I will exalt him. Yah is a man of war. Yah is his name. Pharaoh's chariot and his host has he cast into the sea. His chosen captains and also also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank into the bottom as a stone. Thy right hand, O Yah, has become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Yah, has dashed in pieces the enemy. And in the greatness of thine excellency, thou hast overthrown them that rose up against thee. Thou thou finished forth thy wrath, which consumed them as pebbles. (coughs) And with the blast of thy nostrils, the waters were gathered together. The flood stood upright as a heap, and the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue I will overtake. I will divide the spoil. My lust shall be satisfied upon them. I will draw my sword, and my hand shall destroy them. Thou didst blow with thy wind, and the sea covered them. They sank as lead in the mighty water. Who is like unto thee, O Yah, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praise, doing wonders? Who is like thee? Thou stretchest out thy hand, thy right hand, and the earth swallows them up. Thou, uh, thou in thy mercy, hast led forth the people which thou hast redeemed. Thou hast girded, and thou hast guided them in, my, in thy strength and unto thy holy habitation. The people shall hear and be afraid. Sorrow shall take hold on the inhabitants of Palestinians. Then the dukes of Edom shall be amazed, and the mighty men of Moab, tremble, shall take hold on them. 
are upon them. All the inhabitants of Canaan shall melt away. Fear and dread shall fall upon them. By the greatness of thine arm, they shall be as a steel stone, as stone. Till thy people pass over, O Yah, till thy, the people pass over which thou hast purchased. Thou shalt bring them in and plant them in the mountain of thine inheritance, in the place, O Yah, which thou hast made for thee to dwell in the sanctuary, O Yah, which thy hand hath established. Yah shall reign forever and ever. For the horse of Pharaoh, and Yah brought again the waters of the sea upon them, that the children of Israel were on dry land in the midst of the sea. And Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a timbrel in her hand, and all the women went out after her with timbrel and with dance. And Miriam answered them, saying, Sing ye to Yah, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider hath he thrown into the sea. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And there, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Marah, they could not drink of the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto Yah, and Yah showed him a tree. Which when he came when he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet, and there were made for them a statute and an ordinance. And there he proved them, and said, If thou wilt diligently, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of Yah, thy Elohim, and will do that which is right in His sight, and will give ear to His commandment, and keep all His statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee which I have brought upon the Egyptians. For I am Yah, that heals thee. And they came to Elam, where there were twelve wells of water, and threescore and ten palm trees, and they encamped by the water. All right. On next week, we will pick this up with Exodus chapter 16. One thing I want to take note here is uh, the Most High is marvelous, and his power is unmatched. Who is like unto our Elohim? Who can do these things at will? Make the waters go up like like a wall on both sides. Make the ocean floor dry up where you can roll wagons and horses through it, and they don't sink in. As I said, the floor congealed. It hardened that they could walk over it. We couldn't imagine doing those things today, and we probably look at this as fairy tale. But I believe every word that I read here, because I believe in the Elohim of the Bible. I know that he is, and he said that he is, and I know that he exists, and that he had these things written for our benefit, that we might believe and have faith that he is who he says he is, and that he still deals with us today. Glory be to the Most High. Next week we will pick it up in chapter 16. Yah willing, to Yah be all the glory. All right.
we're coming up to the month of October, and in the month of October, I also want to start a YouTube channel, The Kingdom of Yah. And uh, I want to come with the lessons that I've already done on the radio, but put them in the video because we're a visual people. And, you know, so spread the word amongst the friends. I'll be sending out invites uh, as we go forth so you can put a face to the voice. And, you know, want you to come and participate. If you have questions, I'll be glad to answer them to the best of my ability in the word of Yah. If you need prayer, I will pray for you. Because with our Elohim, there's nothing impossible. I don't care what it is. There's nothing impossible for him to do. He's not going to lie for sure, but there's nothing impossible for him to do. So where we have our need at, we need to have faith. As a mustard seed, both you and I, because that's the way it works. If I don't believe, the prayer won't work. If you don't believe, the prayer won't work. We both have to have faith. And this is what the Most High has always wanted from his people. Believe me that I am who I say that I am and that I will do what I say I will do. And nothing is impossible to me. All glory to the most high. All right, on next week, we'll pick it up in chapter 16, as I have said. Until then, be good to one another. Love one another. Most of all, love you, Yah. Seek after him and all of his righteousness. And he says, all the things that you need, he will provide them. Peace and blessings.